Today is Zayin Tishrei. Yesterday was Vav Tishrei. Vav Tishrei uh, was the yard side of the Rebbe Sanchana, of course, but also the yard side of the Shpala Zayda. As I say, for Toys for Chaim, by a Rav uh, who lived in the time of the Alter Rebbe, his name was Rabbi Yosef Chaim of a city called Pustin. He was a Chassidish Ayit, a Makubal. When he was a young child, he became an orphan. He lost both his parents. And the Shpolyazade took him into his house and raised him like his own child. Later on, when he became an adult, I think till 15, he lived in the house of the Shpolyazade. Later on, he went to the Alter Rebbe and spent some time with the Alter Rebbe. In his Sefer, Tresvis Chaim, he records things that he heard from the Shpolyazade, things that he heard from the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe was Mekar of him. So he tells a story that when he was a child, he was alone in the house the, with the Shpala Zayde. Shpala Zayde told him, Yosef Chaim, let me tell you something about Avedis Hashem. A person has to be very careful. When you want to engage in deeper spiritual Avedis Hashem, with Hashem on a higher level, you have to first make sure that you clean from evil. In other words, you have to make sure that your engagement with deeper spiritual Avedis Hashem, Avedis Ruchnis, that it's commensurate with the degree of Surmira, of the purging of evil in a person's life. If a person is full of sin, and full of temptation, and Taivas Royce, evil temptations, you can't expect to get up in the morning and start learning chassidus and be misbeinen and meditate and try to daven like a like a chassid. Uh, you're 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 not you're not ready for that. And he says if you do that, your chassid shalom are feeding evil because you're engaging in deeper spiritual avodas Hashem and you're trying to harness some deeper spiritual levels of consciousness, but you're actually full of evil. So you're feeding he calls it you're planting to the thorns. You're feeding the thorns, the evil inside of you. This is the, the, the counsel the Shpolazeda gave to this young man. He describes in his Sefer, that he later on, when he spent time by the Alter Rebbe, he told Alter Rebbe what the Shpolazeda told him. And Al Rebbe responded and said, "This derech and avodas Hashem, this style of serving Hashem from the Shpala Zayde is beishamai shita. That's the opinion of beishamai. Beshilal have a very different view. Beishamai is very strict. Your engagement in asay toiv, in engaging and bringing more light into your life, has to be commensurate with the degree that you're willing to repudiate the evil inside of you." But Basilel has a different shita. Basilel says, don't worry. Don't worry about your surmira. Even if you're steeped in evil, if you decide one day to get up and say, I'm going to engage in a seitaif and bring more light into my life, do so. Because a little bit of light will dispel a lot of darkness. And he, the Alter Rebbe told him that this is what the Machloikis Bisham and Basilel is in the Gemorian Subas. But Ketzad Maragdin Lifnei Akalo. Shami Mesilel have a disagreement. How do you, at a wedding, how do you mesameach the chosn kala? When you make the chosn kala happy, it usually people used to dance in front of the kala. 
and praise the kala in front of the chassan, in order to the, to endear the kala to the chassan. So there is a debate between Bishama and Bishilal. What do you say about the kala? Not every kala is so perfect. Bishama says you have to be honest, you can't lie. Kala kemoith shehi, the kala as she is. In other words, you only speak about the qualities, the good qualities the kala truly has. Don't speak about her things, don't say things about her which are not true. Basila says no. Every color, no matter who she is, you say color no of a chasuda. She is a beautiful color. She is a gracious color. A fila chigris, even if the color is limping, she has a handicap. Or a fila sumo, even if she's blind, you say she's gracious and beautiful. And the Alter Rebbe says that this is actually a machloek, is a debate about how to serve Hashem, because as the Baal Shem Tov said. Kala is a metaphor for the Neshama. And Neshama is called Kala. Why is the Neshama called Kala? Because Kala comes from the word Kolsa Nafshi. My soul eh, yearns and longs for you, Hashem. The nature of every Neshama is to long continuously to be embraced by Hashem's infinite presence. And that's the nature of the Neshama. She's in a constant state of Kloisa Nefesh. A yearning where it wants to be subsumed by Hashem's presence. So, Kala is the Neshama. Now, every Neshama who is a Kala wants to reveal that natural yearning that the Neshama has, so the person, while the Neshama is in the body, would feel that Kalei nefesh. And here there's two ways about it, Bishama and Besilam. Bishama, I say, you should, a Kala, the Neshama should only engage in developing its inner its inner feelings of Kleisa Nefesh only as much as it really is in reality. In other words, if the Neshama, if the person is Chiger, limping or blind, that means the legs are not functioning. The person has been engaged in walking or running to an Avera. Or the person is blind, the eyes have been looking at things they're not supposed to look at. And the same thing with the rest of the organs of the body, they've not been used in a proper way, then you don't, then, then such a neshama, such a Jew, should not engage in deeper spiritual endeavors. Until you fix first those uh, blemishes that are lingering on inside a person's life. Basil say, no, kala nova chasuda, even if the legs are not proper, even if the eyes are not proper, it's a beautiful kala and engage in developing that color, that color aspect of the neshama. Because through revealing the inner light of the neshama, all the imperfections of the legs and the eyes will automatically be uh, transformed.